1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. Hello and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Anderson and I'm joined down the line by Tom Watt. Hello, down the line. This is another part of Glasgow calling. I would oh, say so you should have done that like uh, satellite delay, like they used to do <laughs> um, when, when someone was calling. Um, so the main show you're at with, well, this was obviously all scheduled before the, the interesting events of, uh, of Wednesday night's football so the main show today is going to be, um, we're going to talk about the top 12 wingers and wide players. We, we've been handed this poisoned chalice this week um, of opening ourselves up to, to vitriol and criticism for uh, context. Those lists that then appear on, on the Twitter account. But nonetheless, I'm a big boy and I can deal with it. And I think you are as well, Tom.
0: I I don't care for any sex. I'm I'm more than happy to hear everyone's opinions on Twitter. Please do send them to me, but um, I don't really care about them. <laughs> so.
1: Um, and we are going to do a Patreon, um, which was which was going to be kind of a brief, quick summary. It might end up being a bit longer, but it's a Patreon about uh, about Wednesday night's uh, Cinch Premiership action, which turned out to be quite. And exciting, even over twenty goals scored. Uh, three, three in particular that um, all but one support in Scottish football thoroughly enjoyed. I suspect. Um, so,
0: did, did, did you enjoy it, Craig? I certainly did. I certainly, you... did. I certainly I, I did, did too. I did too. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I've got the most reason to enjoy it out of nearly anyone. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, we will we will get onto that on um, on the Patreon. Um, and what we are going to do is talk about our top twelve. Wide players, and I think we should start with the the type of caveat that doesn't appear on any of the um, any of the tweets that go out. Um, <laughs> we are looking; we've all, we've kind of had to make sure every player was only eligible for a single list. So we've had some players who've been um, put into other lists. So, for example, Heart of is Josh Janelly is going to be classified as a forward. Some of the players, um, Malik Tillman, uh, Todd Cantwell, Blair Spittle, who some people might consider wide players, have been in the attacking midfielders list. We are basically looking at guys who play either on the, either on the side of a 4 but mostly, more, not many 4-4-2s about, so um, down the sides um, of 4 three threes and all the rest of it. But anyone basically who spends most of the game playing out wide is essentially how I've um, tried to classify it. So we, we, we originally had wingers, but I think uh, wide, wide, wide players would be a better way of describing it because some of these players are not wingers in a conventional style, Um, and we'll, we'll get to those as we come along. Um, no doubt there will be omissions and there will be people who everyone's raging isn't on there, but we, we, how did you find it selecting this, Tom? Uh, difficult. I think the, the top the top
0: three i think immediately kind of were were pretty set for me quite early on um but it, and it wasn't like scrambling around at the bottom for scraps there the, maybe the top 3 and then the next three or four were kind of fairly self picking but then when it got to 9 nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 11 12 there's definitely omissions there's definitely people that um and I found it difficult to weigh up current form versus what we know they're capable of versus at least one who will they ever do it again?
1: Yeah, um, I assume that's the same one as me. And you're trying to give out these lifetime achievement awards. It's obviously it's also hard because I think there's there's a really variety of like styles of player in this yeah. list as well. Like, um,
0: and importance both. how important they are to to their to their teams as well. I think that that that's been a <laughs> That was like a nagging doubt in the back of my mind as well. Like some of these players and the positions that I've put them in could go to another player another team in the league and would they be as effective or would they be as good? I don't know, but they are absolutely vital to the teams that they play for.
1: Yeah, and and there's, there's certainly for me, there's a few clubs who haven't featured and it'd probably not be a surprise which, which ones are up they are, but um, also it's all it's always Challenging to try and weigh up the amount of Celtic and Rangers players. I've certainly I, I could have included uh, someone like Hak Haksabanovic, who I think is a very good player, but uh, I've left him out on the account of having several <laughs> Celtic players in the list. Uh, like, like like Scott Wright's not had his best season at Rangers compared to the previous one. I think he would have been in this last year, but um, players like that could have featured. Having um, but. We'll, we'll just crack on with it, Tom, and we'll start with uh, position 12 on your list. Who have you got in the, the, the number 12 role? I've got, and this is something of a legacy pick, but it's James Forrest.
0: I, now, is James Forrest still James Forrest? He hasn't been James Forrest for quite some time. But when I looked at my list and I was like, the other, some of the other players that I had, and had had not got him, and thought if you put him into the teams that that, that, um, that I did have a, a as a um, players from in the twelfth position, is he better than them? Yes, he is. So it, it's a bit of a um, historical selection. It's a bit of a weight of evidence behind. But ha- if he was not playing for Celtic and he's what fifth choice um and it would no doubt do him a power of good to not be if he wanted to be to continue playing to be to be actually seeking some first team football somewhere but i think on weight of talent and what he could do in another team he merits a place on the list
1: it, it was one it was one i thought about along with his brother actually but for, for different reasons i ended up not not picking either of them in my list and i think forrest I maybe I maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen him play very much this season. I think he has played an, an alright amount, but um I've not seen a lot of him And he definitely still has something but I think he's probably not going to go to another club now. I feel like he would no. be happy hanging about at Celtic playing 15-20 games and, and you know getting chucked in and that's fine if that's what he wants to do. But yeah, it does feel like he could um any sure boy he could be offering something to to uh, other clubs, but um yeah, I, I can see why. He, what he was. I mean, I think he's probably topped this list before um, at some point. Um, but that's yeah, probably... He's, he's in his 30s now, certainly, but he's, um, his, his Scotland days are probably behind him. His Celtic Champions League days are behind him. But yeah, he, he probably would offer something in certain teams in the league.
0: I think it, it was that, that that kind of swung it for me. Like, it, would he get into... Eight of the remaining, yeah, absolutely. Would he be there or thereabouts with another, you know, another couple? Of, yeah, yeah, he would. Um, the fact that he is, he is going to see out his playing career at Celtic. He will, like, at whatever point his contract runs out, and he decides that he he will call it a day. I have no doubt. I don't think he will ever go and play for anybody else. So it's much more on the the brief glimpses of the old James Forrest that we see and the what he could theoretically do for somebody else rather than what he's done for the season, which is you know, nothing nothing he's he has not let the side down by any stretch, but he's quite away from the James Forrest of four or five years ago when he
1: was one of the best players in the country. I think I think that's that's probably fair. My number twelve, I had this been done in like February March he probably would be a wee bit higher, but there's a bit of a sense of it it could have been a bit of a flash in the pan. Um it is a uh, Livingston Stephen Bradley, who I've gone for. Um he, he came obviously obviously hibbs youngster, spent a bit of time playing in Ireland, came in at Livingston and, and I would say from from that wee spell where he burst into the team, he looked very, very good. Um he obviously scored a few goals, he's quite direct, he was playing, particularly around about that time I watched a, a few Livingston games for the podcast and I think that's also going to influence one of my selections higher up um, the list but he looked really really good but as Livingston have tailed off so too, he's been in and out of the team a wee bit but I suspect to be honest that next year's list um, he, he may feature a little bit higher here because I think there's some influential players leaving Livingston and he's probably not one of them so he's probably going to be, be leaned on a lot more um, I would say from the first half of the season, if I was picking a Livingston winger, it would have been uh, D- Dylan Bahambula, who probably had a similar um, trajectory in that sense. Like there was a game, a game they played against Kelly, where I thought he was he was superb, but he's ended up not playing very much as well. And so I, I hummed and hawed about having two Livingston players in this list, and I ended up I have got a couple of them, but I think Bradley was just clinging on by his fingernails at the end because yeah, I, I don't think he's finished the season well at all.
0: He is—he's also my number eleven, um, for for similar kind of reasons. I think almost the opposite for James Forrest. That I think when Livingston inevitably do absolutely fine next season, and they have a really good, solid six-month run before players are start to get out of contract, and they are more than safe and. Inevitably, the the the, there's a kind of a they take their foot off the gas a little bit in the in the home in the run into the end of the season. He will be more than he will be absolutely fine. He'll exemplify all the good things about Livingston. You know, he'll be tactically versatile, hard running, but like a little spark of creativity about him as well. It'd just be interesting to see if he kicks on again next season.
1: Yeah, I think it seems like the kind of standard good bit of business that they're doing a I, I kind of cast-off from a bigger club. But, yeah, I think the jury's out a bit. But, yeah, I agree with you that the next season will be a big one. So my number 11, then, if, if he's your number 11, is a player who's very lucky to be on this list, I think, given the season he's had. But, again, probably we're looking at pure talent, and it's part um, of my blood veins, Barry McKay. Um I, I, it's, it's hard to decide if he is a winger at all because he, he probably played his best football in the central positions, but I think I mean, we had a chat about it and his starting positions do tend to be. From from wide, I think he's vastly overrated as a player. I think um, people got carried away off of a handful of good performances when he joined Hearts. However, he was pretty important um, in the finishing third last season. I thought he started this season all right. Um, he's really faded, I know that a lot of Hearts fans have been wanting him out of the team um, for a while but he has still shown those little moments I feel like the bottom of this list is a bunch of players who are there on what they can do rather than what they have done um, and he's certainly one of those but I, I couldn't I couldn't, I, 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 might prejudice what you're saying but I couldn't in good faith put people like, um, like Matty Kennedy, Dre Wright and Elmari Niskanen above him um, or, or Jordan Jones or other players who I kind of thought, they've got some level of ability in these positions etc but um, ultimately even and not playing very well Barry McKay which has probably been about 85% of his career to be honest but that not playing well Barry McKay he's still a very talented footballer and he's one of those frustrating players that you, you think that probably a wee bit more application uh, earlier in his career may have um, Taking him a lot further. I,
0: well, I I've got him very marginally higher up. Um, he he's like the I don't know like the like the, the John Carpenter of wide players. He, he's like all all wide players kind of w- with an attacking uh, slant are almost by their very nature inconsistent. Because they're being asked to do the hard stuff, and they're being asked to be creative, and they're being asked to unlock defenses, and you know, provide an X factor. So, but there are going to be games that they're just marked out of games. They're they're anonymous. He is like the the John Carpenter of inconsistency. Like either he seems to have an absolutely genius game, or like he he it's like. Absolute trash and just completely anonymous. Um, I think there's there were flashes of that towards Christmas, where he he started being a bit more um, a bit more like the the player he, what he looked like it, for longer spells last season. But it's been a bit like that throughout his career, where there's been flashes of inspiration, and there's been times when he's played a ball or he's seen something that I that nobody else on the pitch would see. And, and you know that that goes back to his time at, at Rangers. He was do there were occasionally he would there were occasions he would do things where like I, nobody else would have seen that or done that, and, and then absolute anonymity for. Two or three games, um, and I think that's kind of been a, a yep. recurring feature um, when he went down south. Uh, it, uh, recurring feature of his career. I I do still think there's something that I quite like, but I yeah I I, I think it's a stretch to put him much further up. I'm, I'm- he, he is my. He is ninth of my list, so he's one.
1: one I'm, also, I'm also prejudiced against him because for a while, when he was like doing all right, um, and w- with Rangers, and then and then when he went down to Swansea at first, there was a lot of Kelly fans giving it like, "Oh, why did we release him when he was younger?" Um, but it was like <laughs> it, it was it was entirely injury related, and it also, like I don't think his career would have panned out close to the way way it did had um had it had he been with, with us to be honest. Anyway, so. But but yeah, there's definitely quality there. I think he was in the Scotland squad as recently as September. I think he was on the bench for the... um, I'm sure him and Kingsley both got called up for the Ukraine away game. Um, He didn't come on the park, but so he's shown that he obviously got a cap in a game those two friendlies against France and Italy, I think that was when he played. Um I did not see those games and therefore don't count them as canon um as Scotland games. <laughs> so he's, he's uncapped as far as I'm concerned. apologies if that's not the right game where he was capped, but I think it was um I think it was just, just after he'd um he probably had his best season with Rangers that he got his a uh, his single Scotland cap. Um yeah it, <clears throat> it was the the Friendly against France that he played in, and as I say, I did not see those games. I was uh, on the other side of the world on holiday, um, so two, 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 two times detached from Scottish football at that point, and uh, therefore, um, as far as I am concerned, he, is, uh, he does not have a Scotland cap. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. We can be. The only, I think over. it's the only two Scotland games that, like, I, I have no like, cause, like, even if there's other ones I've missed, I've kind of probably gone back and caught up with these games, you know, for whatever, whatever reason, but these two, I was like, they're friendlies, means nothing, I've never seen a goal from them, I've never really properly looked at the team lines from them, so I'm just like, I, I know he played, but it doesn't count. <laughs> so, so, who, um, so, so that was your number, so, sorry, that was my number 11, we're on to number 10 then, for yep. you, who have you got? I've got Johnny Hayes, um,
0: who has uh, like uh, has grown to be more of an all-rounder. Pr- has played a lot of the season at at wing back, um, and there there have definitely been a handful of people that seem to think he's lost pace or that he's become less important. I think at the start of the season, the feeling was that he was a good squad player to have, but certainly since. Um, Certainly, since Barry Robson came back, uh, sorry, since Barry Robson took over, Johnny Hayes has been like he, he's captain. The um, he, he was captain the last couple of games. He uh, has, I think, he only got five or six assists this season. But considering he's much more of a uh, an all rounder, like sometimes he plays, uh, he he has played on the left hand side of the front three. He has played in midfield. He has played as a full back and as a wing back this season. But um, as much as his defensive qualities are decent, he's still good going forward. Like he's still tricky, he's still quick. There's still he he's not as like blisteringly quick at getting to the byline as he once was, Um, but he he's still very good at getting a ball in. He's still very there's a bit more intelligence to to the the way he plays as well. Um, Is it a position that? Aberdeen probably need to upgrade for next season. Can he play 40, 50 games next year? Probably not. But he's been very, very solid and quietly effective this season. Even on last night's game um, against St. Mirren, every time he got the ball, was really direct. Um, again, a few years ago would have been much further up the list, but I think has been very, very quietly effective this season.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a massive fan of Johnny Hayes. So he's one one place higher in my list. I've got him at number nine, and I yeah I completely agree with you. I think obviously he was superb in his first spell at, um, at Aberdeen. He was very good for Inverness. Before that, I think he also did pretty well with Celtic. I think like obviously he was he was never signed to be a first choice at Celtic. They maybe paid. A quite a large sum for him, I would suggest, like considering his age, etc. But he, he basically did quite well in his time there in what were sometimes difficult circumstances as well in, in his second season, I think. But um, has not really missed a beat since he returned to Aberdeen. And, and yeah, there's been tough times, but certainly, if, like um thinking back to like there's been some big games this season, like the the game against Rangers at Ibrox, where he thought like um. His directness and all the rest of it is just important. He, he was playing in that game. I'm not making that up. Like I, 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 I doubt myself feel That, but he, I, I, that was the one where I thought, you know what, he's still got the got the legs. He's still got the um, the ability to to do it. And yeah, he's not going to do it as often. But I always think of like someone like Chris Burke, um, who was like thirty three or thirty four when he joined Kelly, and you thought, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're getting this washed up has been um and, and he probably gave you his best years of football, I think there is much more scope for wide players um, who are a bit older, who've looked after themselves and who are smart, Um, and I think he comes into that category, he's, he's a clever player, to to succeed kind of well into their mid and late 30s, to be honest, and, and I would not be at all surprised if we're still talking about Johnny Hayes on the lower reaches of this list in like two or three years' time, to be honest. <laughs> Um. So, sorry, I was trying to avoid that. Um, my number ten then is someone who I, I think is going to be on your list and potentially quite close to this. Um, someone who would likely be higher if we had seen any football from him in um like the last four or five months. It's a uh, Hibernian winger Martin Boyle. Um. Clearly, a very good winger. Clearly, a very, a very. He, he was one of the best players in the Scottish Premiership before he left for um South, Saudi Arabia, there or wherever. Yeah, he went to play, and when he cashed in his morals for um for money, as so many people have before him, and then he came back. He obviously that was that was just this season, which is, is crazy to think that was only the start of the uh, start of this season that. He obviously made that quite heroic return for Hibs. and um, basically off of playing uh, was it a cart and a yazoo he had the night before? Because he, <laughs> he basically didn't think he was going to play. The international clearance came through in the morning of the game.
0: Yes, and he the came on and in equalized. <laughs>
1: um and he and he came on and uh came on and scored the equaliser for Hibs. Mm-hmm. And there were signs that he was getting back to his best. Um obviously um had another big, I think he played against Rangers the week after that, if I remember rightly, or very close to that and had a good game again, a good um, impact on that game. And then um, subsequently got, got his injury, which was obviously a, a very bad time for him. Is he on your list, Tom?
0: He is. He is very slightly higher up. I mean, for all the same reasons that, he, that you said, I think over, I, I think when he left, there was a very good argument that he was the, Best attacking player outside of the old firm. There was a pretty good argument. Well, like he was better than a handful that were were, were playing there. Um, like one of the best, one of the top five attacking players in the in the division comfortably. Um, whether playing it in a less competitive league. um, have made any dif- would make any difference whether coming straight back into the, it. It can't have been a. I, I don't know. It, 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 personally, it must have been a, a, a an odd time and um, tumultuous time for trying to get your head down and just play football and looking forward to the World Cup at the time that he he, he came back. And there were question marks about whether you would beat um, anything like the player that that left, even though it was a relatively short time between. Um, and it certainly looked like it, but it's just hard to. So I have him. I have him in eighth place. Um, yeah, I have him in eighth because I. It, it's a. It's a. It's a big injury. It's. He's not as young as he used to be. Um, whether he's going to be able to come back and have that same sort of impact, unclear, but. Even if he came back at sort of seventy percent of what he was, still be one of the. I, I would still be comfortable with him being kind of around that. Yeah, so let's say around that seventh
1: spot. Yeah, I think I think he's. Um, yeah, he was it was very, very unlucky, and he's his timing. Obviously, would probably have been a big career moment for him to be able to play at World Cup as well. And obviously, it was it was nice that the Australian squad kind of welcomed him over as part of the squad anyway, but. um it's probably his one and only chance to do that, given that it'll be it'll be like thirty four by the time the next one kind of rocks around. It's you never know because Australia, Australia are, are not going to good. qualify and are shite, so <laughs> it's um it's entirely possible. But um, it, it's um, Just start playing it, further back from an Just international start. football point of view. Like he probably would have had a few Scotland caps if he had them. Um, Hung around being Scottish for a bit longer at the time that he at the time that Australia he, he, he got in very early on him in the sense of when he was just starting to show some promise as a top flight player after obviously a pretty up and down start to his career it would have to you'd have to say like his time at Dundee and his time um well Dundee was his kind of introduction to the top flight you never really thought much of him then and. Australia got in before he you kind know, of got particularly <laughs> good, but he would definitely have had some caps, I think, given some of the other wide players that we used in that period. But it, it, it's probably worked out well for his career, it got him that opportunity because I don't think um, a, a Saudi club would have been particularly interested in a Scotland international compared to an Australia one, just with the Asian confederation, etc. So it probably worked out well for him financially, um, as well. and And yeah a player that we hope to see back. I think we will see him back. Like he, he, he seems like he's um he's kind of obviously fought back from from injury problems before, and, and it would be good to expect that at some point next year. I don't know what his progress is, but some point next season, early on, hopefully, we, we get to see him back in the league. So so I think like the bottom four places. Could you had um, you had the uh, Barry McKay at nine? Is that right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got all the all the nines, and you had at eight. He's Sorry, Boyle. I had uh, number He was number seven. So you have, Okay, so wait, right, because I've got nine, Johnny Hayes, 10, Martin Boyle, 11, Barry McKay, and 12, uh, Stephen Bradley. We've definitely talked about all of those. You're number nine, we've already talked about. So who's at number eight for you? Is it someone we've covered? or?
0: It's not.
1: It's Livingston's Joel Newbley, Um, who I think we're counting as a... Wide player? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I was pushing quite heavily for him to be counted as one because I think he plays most of his football in a wider position and pro- definitely plays his best football in a wider position. Probably with the exception of those games where he's gone up against Rangers and uh, Rangers particularly, actually, but Celtic sometimes too, and played through the middle and just like terrorized centre backs. <laughs> I think most of. The good stuff that I've seen from his time at our Herbroth last season, um, he was mainly used off the left. And his time at Livy, likewise, his best performances certainly, and he's been an, a, an absolute terror to Komalnok. Have been in wide positions, um, so so yeah. That I I think I think it's reasonable to account him in this role.
0: Well, I've I've got him, in, um it's which is me he was when I first started doing my list very slightly higher than this, but again, for reasons of Livy slightly tailing off and a bit for the, for the positions that he often finds himself in, you would want a little bit more. I think you'd want a few more goals, which is a bit harsh from considering what I think he's got six for the season, seven for the season this year. Um, which for most wide players is a perfectly good um uh, good tally but um he does occasionally play through the middle and has like you mentioned particularly in two of those have come against Rangers where he has absolutely terrorized them um Kelly you mentioned I think um the was a Ross county, county game a couple of years a couple of years ago uh, in at the start of March where he was terrifying um again and I think when He's an un, kind of an unorthodox wide player. When he is on his game, he is nigh on unplayable. And I know that um, uh, Ewan in the group chat, as a Rangers fan, has suggested that he would he would very much like a, a Joel newbly in in the Rangers team, partly almost entirely based on Joel Newbery performances against Rangers. Um, but I think he he's a very good livingston signing he, he um if he had they have a a workmanlike front line who when they when they click complement each other really nicely there's probably not enough goals in them but there's a there's a lot of there's a fair amount of variation there's a fair amount of they they've got some different weapons there and i think he's the most potent of them um, and he's kind of just picked up where he Left off last season to 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 some extent.
1: Yeah, I think I think he probably has tailed off in the, in the second half of the season. But Kelly played Livingston two weeks ago. We, we beat them pretty comfortably at home, and he was the only Livingston player who who wasn't to, to use a um, Robert Bothwick uh, expression uh, a bag of shit. <laughs> um, he was he was good in that game, and, and none of his teammates were. Um and apologies Rob if that's not the expression that you use it's something like that it always gets a, a, a laugh out of me I have, have probably a fair bit higher on my list actually so mm-hmm. I will leave all of my effusive praise of him um, I mean it's a lot of the same as what you said but I um I I think for example I think our, our both would have won the league comfortably last season if he'd stayed there he was, he was by far the best player in the championship last season even though he was only in it for half a year yeah, and I, <clears throat> I think he, I mean, he, he will be off from Livingston in the summer. I'd love to see him stay in Scotland, but I don't think he will. Um, but my number eight is someone, someone much closer to home. It's a uh, Comarnock uh, winger, Daniel Armstrong. Um, I, I, think it's pretty fair to say that without Daniel Armstrong, Kelly would would be relegated. Um, I think he's been massively influential this season. Um, and I think he's been involved in. <laughs> the bulk of their goals is, as you, you and Taylor, um, uh, second mention in a row for him, um, will be saying every Kelly goal for a while just seems to be him like swinging the ball to hitting, hitting off one of the big lads as I used to say, and and there were a lot of goals early in the season came from these set pieces. I think there was a spell where that was basically the the entire game plan. He's tailed off a little bit, probably because clubs of other teams have got wise to him. Um, I still think he's been good. I think all along he has not. He is he's a good player, but he his influence has been entirely because the tactics been built around him rather than him being you know an amazing Premiership winger. That that's my view on him. He's impressed me a lot because last season he obviously came in um, came in for the Championship. He'd been he'd been pretty impressive at Wraith Rovers, but they'd said the same about him being quite inconsistent. He's obviously had his spell at Ross County before um, when they kind of signed him to try and win, when they were trying to win the championship. Didn't really feature much then. It was very much the same with Kelly last season. You didn't see a lot of him. He was on as a sub every now and then and he was one of the players that he assumed would be discarded um, pretty quickly and probably it would have been if we uh, didn't have him on a two year contract at that time to be honest um, like so many of the players and Instead, um, we started to see him because I remember I was up at Fraserburgh um, in the in the league cup at the start of the season, and he was playing as a right wing back. And I thought, this is unusual—a uh, left-footed, uh, a left-footed kind of pretty attack-minded winger who had not really shown much in the way of defensive nous, playing as a right wing back. Um, and fast forward several months, and he is um, still playing as a right wing back. Still doesn't have a great deal of defensive nous. In fairness, he works very hard. I don't think you could um, question his work rate, but he, he can't defend that area in behind him, but he offers so much as an attacking threat, and what it does by having him there is it lets him attack from deeper, which is what he's really, really good at. So it's it's very much a, a kind of the double-edged sword of him playing in that position, but I think his set pieces are amongst the best, I, I can remember, from any Kelly player in a long time, and he has taken on a hell of a lot of responsibility for the team Especially in the darkest days. I think we've got one or two players who's who have improved over the season and whose confidence has improved over the season on the on the Patreon we'll talk about the game, we'll talk about Kyle Vassell and, and the impact he's had on the team. But for me Armstrong has been influential, but at the same time, I think I he's definitely not better than any of the seven players I have above him on the list. <laughs>
0: Um, I do have them slightly higher up on us. You have seen a lot more of them than than I. Um, I, But I think any time that I have, I, a lot of it is, as mentioned at the start, a lot of it is weighted in the importance that he, how important he is to his club. Now there are there are probably there are certainly some more there. Are, they're probably they're definitely better more technical better technical footballers below him on the list there's a couple that have probably been left out that um if they were slotted in to the command team would be every bit as effective but I just I've I'm, I'm really impressed how he's kicked on I think you I mean you he was good for wraith but I don't think there was I, I don't think anyone pointed at Kilmarnock this season and were like, he's the danger man. He's the one that's going to get double figures. Like he, he's the one that you're going to have to watch, um, I, I, especially in the system. So I, I, I've i got him at sixth, partly. I mean, he's above Martin Boyle just because of the question marks over uh, how, what kind of Martin Boyle he will come back. But I think... Been been seriously impressed with him this season, and I think it, not interesting to see what he does next. If people, as you mentioned, people have got wise to him, but whether he, whether the numbers that he's put on the board this this season I mean he's there's transfer speculation about yeah. him, or whether he can kind of reinvent his game a little bit. I,
1: I think if if Kelly stay up, then I suspect he'll be with us next season because I don't think he. He's been good, but I don't think he's been so amazing that another team would be like, oh, we need to pay money for this guy, Mm -hmm. is is my view. But if we go down, I suspect that there will be enough interest that we'll probably make some, you know, do do something there. Um, Right, so that takes us, that's my number eight. We've covered your number eight already.
0: Yep, we've covered my number eight, my
1: number seven, and my number six. Okay, well, my number seven, and this is where I'll probably get people throwing, um, probably you and Taylor get thrown things at the device that they are listening on. I've gone for uh, for Rangers forward slash winger, a uh, fashion Sakala. Um, I I have grown to like him as a player. I have to say, I thought he was I thought he was absolutely terrible when they brought him over. Uh, I I thought he was not long for this country in terms of his game, because he seemed to be signed as a forward to run in behind a centre forward to run in behind against playing for a team who almost never have the opportunity to run in behind because they play against packed defences. And it didn't really seem to, to work out. And you think, well, maybe he's signed for Europe, but they were in, they got all the way to a European final last season and you didn't really see a lot of them in the run. He certainly wasn't influential in that run. So you were kind of thinking, well, what's the point in this guy? But this season, I would say, reinvented himself quite a bit as a affiliate I would, I would struggle to say the word effective, but as a wide player, certainly, and he has shown flashes of what he's a, about, he has a, what must be an incredibly frustrating habit of missing absolute sitters in important <laughs> games at Hamden, which can't, uh, can't necessarily be the, the best trait to have, two very similar ones in, um, in the League Cup final and the Scottish Cup semi, um, both at the kind of same back post, but... I he's he's been amongst the goals a lot more this season. It's been I would say a breakthrough season for him at Rangers in terms of like him justifying his his place at the club. I, I think they want to keep him around now. Whereas I think before it, you kind of thought you know they'll they'll be desperate to kind of feed them off to anywhere that anyone that will take him. I I, f- I find it very hard to get a, a, a grasp on exactly how good he actually is, but he has. At least impacted games a lot more this year, and, and he's had games where I've watched him and thought you you're you've been very very good here. I think I,
0: I have him on my list. This is a recurring theme. I've got him as as number five. I think he's a good player. I think he is a very good player for Rangers when they've. Sometimes needed a plan B. Like he, he, he seems to be incredibly effective against Motherwall. Never. And in <laughs> in in years past, when those have been games when Rangers might have have dropped points, um, but largely this season has been just an inability. The reason they've lost the league is an inability to lay a glove on Celtic in the head-to-heads. In previous seasons, it's been. Those games may have been slightly closer, but just hemorrhaging points elsewhere when coming up against a, a, you know, in a in a one-off match, I think he's very good in that. For me, he is a really strange mix of being both. I've got him for me as the the fifth best wide player in the country, and not quite good enough, like quite replaceable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's had like he's had a decent season. He's got what ten. 10, 10 goals this season Um like you say there's been a bit more to his game he's been able to he's not just been running in behind he has stretched things he's been good off the bench when uh, you know against against tired legs he's been good he ha- um, a, and he's been a, a little bit more direct as well than I think he has been but that Like he's not a youngster; he should not be missing the number of like it's not just sitters; it's not just in games that really matter. He his finishing can be like surprisingly excellent. Like you know, it's just so inconsistent. The ones you'd expect him to to to, if he finished, you know, if he finished the way that some others on the list would, he would have eighteen goals a season comfortably, and he's got ten. And that's the the that difference is quite a significant difference. But having said that, I do think he's a good player. I do think he would get into most teams in the league. I do think there's he he has improved and he has, he, he he's improved under Beal, and I think he's a bit more tactically astute than he was as well.
1: Cool. And we've already covered the uh, covered your seven and six um, and five now as well. So I'll just yeah. keep I'll just keep listing players. Well. You keep going. Um, I'll, I'll I'll shut up for now on um, this is one that I'm I'm sure will be on your list. He will be higher up on your list. I would have been higher up last season. I think he has not had a good season, but at the same time, he scored 14 goals for Celtic. Um, it is uh, Leo Labada, um, a player a player I was a big fan of last season. Like uh, for a, for a young player very direct, really ghosted in at the back post very well. Came up when it mattered quite a lot last season for Celtic. Um, this season he's really faded a bit. I, I think there's obviously been a little bit of um, discussion about his future and, and I think I don't know if he's maybe been asking to play more and then he's been kind of suffered as a result of that or what's happened, but you've not seen as much of him. He's not influenced games as much. Um, I've been mean, keeping him very close eye on his career because I um last year I had a very successful uh, tactic on the, the SPFL fantasy football app of selecting him as a super sub, which is when the players a substitute you can bring if they come on and do something, you, you get treble points and uh, and I and I bought him I got him in the draft again this year for the same purposes and he's been nowhere near as effective at that. Um because he's uh, yeah, he's his impact off the bench has been much less. He did score a hat trick um potentially off the bench actually, but he definitely scored a hat-trick against Dundee United in that 9-0 game, but he hasn't had new, anywhere near as good a season this year. I suspect if he was to stay around as a Celtic player, he would no doubt you know, regain his form, etc, but I have the feeling he'll be leaving in the summer and we'll probably, I think he's he's a talented enough player that we'll probably look back and, and he'll be playing in England or he'll be playing somewhere at quite a high level and be saying, oh yeah, remember when he played, played, played here, he did alright here kind of thing, but I, I decided to put on that. I thought well, i like to have a bit, of, um, a bit of a mix in my list. So I've got them at number six.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com
1: slash specialoffer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Um, and number five, we've already covered for you as well. Did you, I think you've got a badder somewhere higher up. Do you want to talk about him now, or do you want to? I'll I'll let you catch up, and I'll give a, a brief summary of where he is. He's not that much higher. So so number five. Is another player who who hasn't been mentioned yet? I um, suspect on your list. I suspect also higher, unless we've, we've we've crossed wires somewhere. It's uh, Hibernian's uh, Eli Yuan. Um, A player who I thought was going to be terrible at the start of the season. I watched a couple of clips of him and I saw him in his first couple of games and I thought like speedboat with no driver um, (laughs) is is kind of the vibe I got. And then you're like, well, he's quick but he's actually good with the ball. But then you were starting to get the vibe of incredibly greedy. Um, And and that was another thing that, that seemed to be a problem for a while was an unwillingness to kind of pass the ball. And I think they played Kelly in February maybe at Easter Road and they, and they beat us comfortably but it, I think it was 2-0 and it could have been about 8-0 if he had at any point passed the ball to a teammate instead of just constantly trying to dribble um, but since then I mean I think in the last three months of the season he has probably been the best player in the division Um he, I mean, last night against Celtic, he scored two goals. Um, the one of them is obviously a, a horrendous error, but the the first goal, the quality of that finish is, is unreal. And what we've seen in that system that Johnson's been trying to get them to play all season, his directness, his pace, coupled with like the intelligence in this bit and um, what several other players offer, he has looked very difficult to stop. Because he's quick, he's talented, he's a good finisher. When he probably one of these when he doesn't have time to think about it, type finishers. And if he's at Hibernian, they've obviously signed him permanently, but you, you never know what that means. But if he's at Hibernian next season, I expect him to probably um, be in contention for the like player of the year awards, because I think he's he's that good. Indeed. Um so that is that your five number that, five? He is my number five, yes.
0: Well, I can go with my four and my three, because that is Lil Abada and <laughs> Ewan. Um similar to what you said, I think I think we we, we do sometimes forget Abada's twenty one. Um and I don't I am not surprised that if there, if he moves from Celtic this season, I think it will be entirely because he has angled for that because he wants to be playing a lot more. Like he, he's been off the bench almost the entirety of this season, um, but hasn't hasn't necessarily kicked on the way that um, like after a pretty spectacular um, debut season, but but still at like ten goals, um, five assists, and in flashes has been absolutely brilliant. Um, but I, yeah, like you said, I don't, don't expect him to be, uh, to be around this, uh, this time next year. I think he'll, he'll be moving on in the summer and I think Celtic will make a decent amount off him because he's a very, very good player. Yuan, um who I've got, a number, he's he's my, uh, he's in at number three for me. Um. When he started, the, the, at the start of the season, it was like clockwork mouse or something. It was like impossible to catch and would beat players twice. And um, just, I, I couldn't quite see beyond like sheer pace what, what exactly Celtic had, uh, sorry, what exactly Hibbs had um had Signed him for it, like he didn't really seem to fit the system. He didn't, he wasn't really a forward, he wasn't creative enough to be a wide player. Um, but he was he was direct without being direct in the right areas. And then, probably around the time of when Hibs beat Aberdeen 6 0, it clicked for him. Um, and I don't know if it was confidence. I don't know if it was just understanding the system. I don't know if it was like he was finally up and running and, and fully fit. Um, and since that point, he's been sensational. Like he's been um, all, all the little parts that you were you were critical of at the start of the season about not quite being about being direct and like oh, everything that I've just said. But like he, he's quick, but he's and direct, but he's not effective with where he's going there's not an awful lot of um that sometimes just needs to take a beat to think about what he's doing rather now he's doing things on instinct and those instincts are phenomenal um yeah it seems like Hibbs have got a, a a bit of a star there yeah
1: I, I completely agree i think we will we will see a lot more of him next season in terms of like uh i feel like he's going to be a one man highlight reel at times um if he, if he sticks around. Now, I'm interested here. So first of all, I'll say that my number four is uh, Joel um, I He is my favourite player in Scotland. Uh, at the <laughs> I, I, love, I love watching him play. I especially loved the moment when uh, Livingstone recalled him um, last January because that was that was the moment that won that my team in the league, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, he has been a consistent terror against Kilmarnock, so it's maybe a little bit biased in that sense. But... Um, He's a very unorthodox player in that you do not get many six foot, two, three, four, whatever he is, physical guys who have got such good feet. And he's like, it makes him so hard to play against because if you get tight to him, he just bounces you off physically. If you stand off him, he can skin you. And if you like do neither, he can pick a pass. So there's like, there's there's there, the only weaknesses in his game is that he's not that quick and his finishing is really, really, really bad. Um, but for those two things, I think you would be talking about a, a Premier League forward in England. Like, like I think he's that good in terms of the other things that he does. He would be
0: Egil Olsen's dream.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! An attacking, a, a wide, uh, a wide forward kind of thing. I'm a wide got a target man winger. Yeah, like, uh, like he used to use Tori Andre Floford, but he's much more uh, He's much more robust than Tori Andre Flo as well. I I think Nubly is a, an absolutely fascinating player. Like his career, the 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 fact that Livingston kind of basically signed him out of obscurity, they obviously weren't sure about him and so sent him to our broth for the first uh, half of last season. Probably realised by about August that they had made a grave mistake in doing so <laughs> because he was like clearly good enough, and then. Um, He's kind of come back in the team and not really missed a beat as a Levy player since then. I suspect they'll get seven figures for him in the summer. I think he's still under contract and therefore um, I think they've got a year on him. So he will he will be um, sold. They will make good money. I would love to see him stay in Scotland. I would love, um, especially if like someone like, like Aberdeen were able to push the boat out and sign him, I would really love to see how he would do in a better team in Scotland. Would it be that he has been such a perfect fit for Livy that actually I wouldn't be able to replicate it at a bigger club? Or would he actually benefit more? Because he'd have... I feel like there's a, like a sense sometimes with Livingston now that teams can put like three or four guys around them. Whereas if you're playing with another team who've got also lots of other good players, would he actually look even better? <laughs> because uh, they, they suddenly get space and time as well. I, I don't know, but I... I um, probably the single biggest Joe Newbley fan in, in Scotland. And, and yeah, I um, I really can't wait to see what happens to him. Um, but I will be glad not to see him play against us again, to be honest. <laughs> now, now that brings me on to my top three. Now, I'm curious now because you've obviously only got two players left and either either you are, have chosen not to include someone as a wide player or there's a player who you've chosen to exclude, which I could kind of understand because although he has been, over his time in Scotland, a very, very good winger, He's probably not had that that impressive a season and I don't know which of the two two are doing here. But um I, I've probably I, forgotten some. <laughs> I haven't number th- I haven't number three, and I think it would be reasonable to 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 not have this player Rangers, uh, Rangers winger Ryan Kent. Um do you have him? I do have Ryan Right, King. so I think I think wait, I think you've got not got someone on your list who um who could be considered as a striker, I think. Um but um right, Ryan Kent is my number three. I don't think Ryan Kent has had a good season by his standards, and and I think a lot of that has been down to the fact that he wanted a move in the summer and he didn't get it, um. And I don't think his heart's been in it the same way, um. And I think it, it's it's kind of gone full circle on what I expected from him because everything about Ryan Kent's when they signed him, uh, I thought this is a guy who is not going to have the the heart. To play for Rangers. Like, I thought he's going to be another low knee who comes up and, and has kind of got that kind of um, kind of pampered English uh, big club mentality about him. But then uh, I watched the game they played against him, um, and, and I hope I'm not mis- mistaken and that he did play in this game. But um, that, I, this is my, my entire thing about his mentality is based on this. They, they played Ufa in the Europa League, I think, in one of his very first yeah. games, and they went down to nine men. And they were really, really hanging on in the game. And he, I thought, was was excellent. Um, in, in terms of like just how much running he was willing to do, how much he was willing to defend, how much he was willing to graft to kind of see out the nil-nil draw that got them through the the next round. And ever ever since that, I've thought, you know what, he, I've I've misjudged you as a player. And I think he's taken a hell of a lot of stick from Celtic fans and, and fans of other clubs, To be honest, on the basis that his numbers aren't always as good as they could be, but. Despite him not having the numbers, I think what he, he has is one of those intangibles that a winger can bring, which is that he brings the, the team up the park so much. He's an outball. He is a distraction to defenders, to wide players. He wants nothing more than to cut in off that left flank and curl shots in with his right foot. And the fact that teams have to prevent him from doing that usually means they double up, usually means someone else is not marked, usually means they can stroke a pass and usually it has... The season Rangers won the league, I thought, like he was he was so important to that, and he was hugely important to their run to the, to the Europa League last season as well, um, to the final of that, which they lost embarrassingly in a penalty shootout. And then um, <laughs> this season, yeah, I, I think he wanted a move, he didn't get it. He's had some glimpses, he's had some moments. He's only scored three times this season. Um, he's played most of the season for Rangers. Uh, that's obviously not good enough. However, I think he will get an English Premier League move most likely in the summer, and and I think he'll probably do all right at that level.
0: Yeah, I I have him at number two on my list. Um, I think he's, but that is purely based on what I think is a, on on the ability that he has, and the and a bit of historical legacy because I don't think like he hasn't been at the races this season for all the reasons that you you highlight. Um. I think he's like it's like for for all the people that are like oh, all, all he does is all he does is cut in and shoot and from Celtic fans who adored Tom Rogic for however many years that he's Tom Rogic but with pace and and directness um, when he's and, but the, I think what you've got to admire as a wide player is there's a physicality to it as well like he's not He's not intricate, he's not um like it's not like dancing feet it it's almost like American football running back style that he just eats up the yards and that's massively underrated i think um i'm i'm sure there are metrics somewhere for you know secondary assists or something like that that in in terms of getting into a position so that somebody picks up the loose ball after the third tackle has come in and then plays the pass. And, and I think when he was on his game, he was like phenomenally good at that. And if you've got the way that the Rangers had played, certainly under Gerard and in the European run, when you've got three runners, when you've got three people breaking at pace it's incredibly hard to defend against, especially if you've, you're tight defensively and you can kind of spring the trap, which is what, what they did really effectively. Um, and I think he was a key part of that. I would have absolutely no doubt, no, it would be no surprise to me whatsoever if he goes to, you know, what uh, I suspect it will be a, a club in the lower, in lower reaches of the English Premier League, but this time next year has enough about him that he's in the frame for, you know, England caps. I don't think he's significantly worse than some of the players that have had caps, um, for England recently. So I, I, yeah. I, I would. I am not unhappy to see the back of him because he's been a nuisance, and uh, delighted that Rangers are getting absolutely fuck off. Yeah, they, for they've
1: him. really fucked that up. Like they've really done quite badly, and the the, the, the to, to have him and Morelos leave for free in the same summer is um, yeah incredibly bad bad management. Well, as, um, as one of my friends said, they're making a loss on Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, Right, so so my number two is a player who I I can only presume is not on your list for the the reason we discussed, which is Dyson Mida. Um, I didn't I didn't personally want to include him as a winger. I, I think he's I think he has a forward who just happens to play on the wing. <laughs> However, um, I, I think we we kind of established maybe to include him there. But um, I, I would assume he would be on your list if uh, if you'd thought of him as a winger. I have I. Both missed
0: him on the on the list, but I had thought of him more of as a <coughs> like off the striker. Yeah. But yeah, the system, yes. So if
1: if would considered him, he would be on the list. He'd probably been exactly the spot that I've put him in, or 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 just, thereabouts. Like, yeah. yeah. So so Dyson Mider, um I I think uh, Tony Anderson made the comparison about. Two games after seeing him of duck kite and it's uh, it's absolutely perfect. Mm. He he works so hard. he is clearly a talented player, but he's also a wee bit less talented than his effort. So he like <laughs> he like gets to a much higher level than he should ever be at because he is so much energy, he's so fit, and he's got so many physical attributes, Um which is why you see him popping up at like the last sixteen of the World Cup for a team who probably should have got to the quarterfinal despite two. Vastly more talented teammates, um, not being not being included in that squad, um, because yeah, he, he offers so much. He's um, he's added a lot more in terms of finishing. I think his finishing's been better this season. He's added a lot of goals. He's direct. He, he is incredibly fit. Um. He's also at that level, which will annoy fans of other clubs. I think, which is that um, he's not good enough to get a move elsewhere. So he's going to be at Celtic for a long time. Unlike, I think the player that we're about to pick is number one, who will probably not be there for long. Um, so yeah, he's. Um, I think we 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 will probably be seeing him featuring at like number two, three, four in this list for a long time. Never quite good enough to be number one, but um, he's uh, he's he's a he's a very good player, and um, that. Pro, that that trio of Japanese players that um, the the three that have been good for Celtic basically and um, all came in at roughly the same time. Will um will go down as one of the best best bits of transfer business kind of done in a long time. And you can see why people love them.
0: And it, it, I, I I like the dark kite um comparison. I think there's there's lots of ways of becoming a a cult hero. And the hardest one is consistently, like consistently having work rate as a, as a, especially as a forward player. Um, you know, there's lots of cult heroes who scored one goal. It was that goal for whatever reason. And I think he's, yeah, he, he, a bit of a, a, a dog of war, and we, we we
1: love that. We
0: love that. I think.
1: But, I was to say, I think if they have a better team around them he Could probably do quite well for them in the Champions League because, like, as just like a, a real pest in a pain. like, he's clearly not good enough. But, like, you like player like Dirk Kite playing in the final of it, like, uh, which I'm sure he did the second time Liverpool were there. Um, if Celtic
0: the, were a little sorry to interrupt, uh, I think if there is and there should be, like, I think. Said this for a, a good few years. Anytime there's a complaint about Celtic from Celtic fans about you know turning up and you know turn up in dingwall and they put ten men behind the ball and it's like yeah because that's what you do to hope that you get something from a better team. What you should try and do is learn something from these games that you yourself can then take into Champions League games. If there is a an element of pragmatism that comes into Celtic's Champions League campaign next year, he could be a really phenomenal player in a more compact hit him on the break you know we we are all gonna have to run 10 miles to make this work Um, i think it could be a, 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 a i would like to see it like i'd love to see him as like almost the number nine in a team that's playing um like you know like rather than be a poor man's dirt quite he could be like a rich man's curtis mayne
1: well, oh, yeah, yeah what, what a dream! A man can only dream. That that brings us to number one on our list. I assume we've both got the the same player, another Celtic player, someone who I think would have been number one on this list the last year. I would probably argue it's not had as good a season as he did last season, but it is still Jota. Yes, um, there's a pretty good argument that
0: he's not just the best wide player; he's the best player in the league, uh, certainly the the best attacking player in the league. Um. He's been consistently the kind of go-to. There, are, I mean, most of the this season, there's not been like. It- In previous seasons, it was like, oh, Celtic are they're they're a goal down to St. Mirren, or they're gonna someone pops up with a bit of a a bit of improvisation in the 70 something minute, and then there's a winner in the 90 second. This season, it's been, oh, they're one nil down to St. Mirren, and then I look away and I come, oh, it's 4 1. (laughs) It's 4 1 with 10 minutes to go, and inevitably Jota's got two of them. Um, and I think in as a difference maker in games when maybe Celtic haven't been at their best, but also in the really important games and the old firm games, especially like he's, he's been an absolutely phenomenal player and just talk of, um, you know, inclusion in Portugal squads and absolutely merited. um, He will inevitably get probably a Scottish transfer record or thereabouts.
1: He'll go for a he go for a lot of money. I don't not, I think I think not he'll,
0: quite. to no, maybe not quite. I just remember what that is now. But he will be a kick in the arse off twenty million
1: quid. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think they'll probably cash in this year because I think I suspect there's been a tacit agreement of come come to us for a for this couple of years or really, the year permanent and then and then we'll we'll move you on when we get get a big enough offer. They might they might Convince him to stay for the Champions League for another year, but I, I don't think I don't think we will be talking about him as a Celtic player this time next year. Open we'll to that way, um, but yeah, he, he's he's such a talent. He's one of those players who is a is a very improvisational attacking player. Like it doesn't really matter what position on the pitch he finds himself, in, he manages to kind of create something. He manages to find a flicker. He manages to kind of cross it with the outside of his foot, or he manages to beat a man kind of when he looks like there's nothing on and. Those are players that are rare in world football, but they're especially rare in Scottish football. You, you There really hasn't been one like him for, for a while. Um, there are aspects of his game, I think his consistency is not there, which is often the case with players like that. And... Um, he probably should have more goals, to be honest. I, I don't know how many he's got, but um, even... 10, I, yeah, 10 this yeah, season and 11 assists. That, that's right. It, it feels like he could have more than that, and, and he yep. definitely had the ability to have much more impact in Europe than, than he did this season, or, or last season, to be honest. So I I like him as a player. I think we won't be talking about him for very much longer, and, and, and I think he's thoroughly deserving of the number one spot. Um, yeah. Anything else to add on these, Tom? No, I
0: just completely agree. I think he's the only player in the league that has double figures for goals and assists. And that's actually quite like a, you know, reading a lot into stats. But that doesn't happen very often. There are a couple of outliers with like James Tavernier, but he doesn't tend to get tons of assists. Yeah. it's always no matter what league it is it's always quite telling if somebody can hit double figures in both because there's a lot to them there's a lot of ability
1: perfect well thank you everyone for uh, listening please feel free to to tag me and tom in every single piece of disagreement that you have but we like we actually agreed with each other quite well there um through through that and we'll we'll put together a combined list for for uh for at the end we will now be going over to do the, the Patreon where we're going to talk about the, the uh Wednesday night uh since premiership action, um which, which obviously was quite decisive at one end of the table and, and indeed at the other. Um for, for your club, Tom. So it's we'll we'll be able to dwell on, on that a little bit. You can join Patreon, um these ones will be for two two pounds a month. There's a five pound a month tier where you get a lot a lot more content than that, and there's a seven pound a month tier which has other benefits like uh, it's like a fanzine and stuff like that which you're probably a bit late for for this year but um have a look at it anyway um so i'll just say thank you very much tom for joining me thanks very much and thank you everyone for listening
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.